High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. It's Wednesday and it's just after one thirty, and I'm joined as always by the senior statistician at the CSO, all those S's. Deirdre um, Collins. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. We're going to be talking about poverty. Poverty today, yeah. Yeah, but like, I, some people who consider themselves po- uh, poverty struck if they couldn't have caviar for their dinner. I mean, so you've got to find a way of, of, of determining what is poverty, don't you, as a statistician? Absolutely, George, and that's a very good way of putting it because poverty is relative and it changes over time. Um, so the way the CSO measures it, and this is all agreed with government, the, the Taoiseach has an advisory group on poverty and they lay out how it's to be measured. And what we do is we take um, income and then we take net income of a household and then we divide it by the number of people in the household to get income per person. But if there's two people in the household, we don't divide by two, we divide by one and then 0.6 for the second person because you don't have to heat the living room twice. So there's economies of scale. So then you end up with uh, what's you called... You do need two beds, though. You do need, but anyway... Or one we, double one, but one anyway, I <laughs> but get you. you take my point. Yeah. Um, so two adults and two children, we divide by um, 2.3. So 1.6 for the adult, 0.3 for the children, right? Okay. So you end up with an income per person, and then you rank it. And you take the halfway point, and that's the median income for everybody in Ireland. So that's a statistical term for your listeners. Everybody knows about the mean, which is the average. The median is the midpoint. And in Ireland, that's €20,000 per person. Is the median? Is the median. So everybody who has below that is in the bottom half and everybody above that is in the top half. And that's €385 a week. Now, if you have 60% of that, that's the threshold, you're deemed to be at risk of poverty. But hold on now, 60% of 20,000. 12, yeah, thanks very much. Uh, 231 euro per week. So I mean, you'd have to struggle, although it's interesting, 231. That's an interesting number because it's very close to what the old age pension is. Yes. Isn't yes, that? well, of course, these statistics are used by government to, 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 to set, you know, rates for, for social welfare and all sorts of measurements. So if you think of a, two adults and two children, um, when I said you'd, you would multiply that by 2.3, yeah, yeah. it's 531 euro per week. So if you've less than that, you're deemed to be at risk of poverty. Um, so I'll give you some... Figures. So we the CSO brings out results once a year. So we brought out figures oh, last sorry, week. Sorry, I, I I'm good at mental arithmetic, mm. like. And this five hundred a week odd, roughly, mm. at your frocks, yeah, is two thousand a month times twenty twelve twenty four thousand. I mean, already now people listening are beginning to see. I can see how people might be considered poor on twenty four thousand a year. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, especially yeah. Yes. So th- that's that's. So how off. many of us are there? earning less than like 24,000 a year. Well, the at-risk of poverty, so 12,000 euro net per person is the threshold, if we just bear that in mind. Uh, 16.9% of us is uh, in 2015. 16.9%? Yes. Now, are you saying 16.9% of the population? That's right. Or are you saying 16.9% of the the working population? No, 16.9% of the population are deemed to be at risk of poverty. So back in 2004, that was 19.4%. And back in 2004, Ireland was was booming and it was doing very well. But what happens, because this is taken as a ratio 
of the income of all people. When income goes up, the percentage of those at poverty can go up as well because it's relative. So you started out by talking about caviar. So, you know, when we were growing up, it wasn't normal to have central heating in your home, for example, and it wasn't normal to be able to afford to go to the cinema on a Friday night and various things like that. Whereas nowadays, those things are considered normal and then, you know, so it's relative. So today, you know, it's 16.9%. Well, hold on, well, are you, like, if you have central heating and you're going to Savoy every Friday night, does that mean you're not... I'll come on to that. That's right, deprivation. Okay, so we're All still right. just talking about at risk of poverty. So, um, so among uh, those at work, there's only 5.8% of those are at risk of poverty, whereas among the unemployed, it's 43.5%. Which well, that's half. That's half of those. Who, well, it's nearly half of those who are unemployed are at risk of poverty in Ireland. But, but, and uh, among sorry. those aged 65 and over, it's 14.7%. So if you're 65 and over, you're getting a pension of some description in Ireland. And so there's a smaller proportion of people aged 65 and over than in the general population. Now, that's, yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, I, I do better work with age action and stuff like that. That 14%, though, those that at risk of poverty, they're the ones who are existing presumably purely on the 230-odd old age pension. They have no other income, for instance, whereas a lot of people over 65 might have another income or they might indeed be working or is that so? Yes, yes. And when we look at income, we're looking at all income. So we're looking at earned income. We're looking at social transfers. You might be getting rent from a property. You might have stocks and shares. So we look at all income. Um, In households where there's only one adult, but they're under 65, um, 35% of them are at risk of poverty. So one person households are particularly vulnerable. I guess there's economies of scale when there's two of you in the house. What I was talking about earlier, you you have to boil the kettle once for the cup of tea. Well, you know what your mother used to say to you, two can live as cheaply as one as she was telling you to get married um, so maybe there was common sense in the old wives tale but mm. no but but Deirdre Cullen is my guest from the CSO where she is chief statistician we're looking at poverty and the minute deprivation but you're saying it because you are a, a, a statistician you're saying it relatively matter of factly which you must do you know you can't have emotions mixed with numbers but if you take emotion then into those numbers there's a very substantial number of people in this country who are at risk of poverty uh, yes according to these measures produced by the CSO that's right yeah but they're very reasonable measures I mean they anybody are, listening course, yeah. anybody listening can do the same yeah, no, no, I can absolutely do. George I mean yeah and the numbers fell to uh, 14.4% in 2008 and then they, they went up after that in the recession um, but they only went as high as 173 so it never really increased that much during the recession which means you know the government if you like you know it, it managed to keep the measure relatively stable during the recession. And the reason is that the difference between, say, Ireland and Latvia or Poland or somewhere is that because we have a better social welfare system, that when a crisis comes like the crash, suddenly the whole, like the 20s explosion in America, for instance, where, you know, suddenly people were wiped out, the wipeout effect is less. Isn't that so? That's right. And remember, um, incomes for everybody fell. So, yeah. and because it's relative, you yeah. know, the measure stayed the same. But we have this other measure called deprivation. 
and deprivation is measured um, by if you can't afford certain things that are considered normal in society. This is my caviar now. This is your caviar, right? right. So that's not on the list. <laughs> okay. So there's a list of 11 things here and I'll just run down through them quickly. And if you can't afford two of these, you're considered to be um, in Deprived. the deprivation category. and. 25% of persons in Ireland are considered to be deprived. So it's higher than 25%? the risk of poverty. But 25% of the population is the best part of a million people. So two two pairs of strong... Now, it's two of these, OK? Right. So it's yeah. not all of them. OK. Two, I'll be ticking as you go. Two pairs of strong shoes, okay. a warm waterproof coat, yeah. uh, be able to buy new clothes, yeah. eat meat or the equivalent every second day, have a yeah. roast once a week or the equivalent. Um, if you have to go without heating during the last year because you had no money, right. uh, if you can't afford to keep your home adequately warm, can't afford to buy presents for family or friends at least once a year, if you can't afford to replace worn out furniture, and this was the most popular one that people identified, you can't afford to have family or friends for a drink or meal once a month, or you can't afford to have a morning, afternoon or evening out in the past fortnight as entertainment. So those things you, are considered You and the, the listenership will be delighted to hear I'm not deprived. Okay. Well, I, I doubt many people thought you were, George. But the interesting but, thing, sorry, though, no, but, uh, sorry, I have no, to interrupt no. you here. No, because away. I wouldn't be bringing people over every week to have drinks in my house. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but this is, you, you didn't you do it because be, you can't afford that's it. That's the difference. You it's know. because I'm antisocial. <laughs> which is a different <laughs> which is a different thing we don't have we don't have a, a scale for that so back in 2014 the deprivation rate in Ireland was 14.1 I think that's staggering which was which was low relative to what it is today and it went up during the economic crash to 23% in 10 25% in 11 27% in 12 and it's fallen slightly back to 25% and debt would play a big role in this because you have your net income but that's not all your money to spend on heating your house or buying your because you're paying your debt because back you're or whatever, paying yeah. off your debt yeah yeah but interestingly next week we're going to be sort of going back to 1916 aren't we Next week. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Like, it'd be really, but, but like, you're, you don't have figures in front of you and you mightn't even have them anyway. But for instance, when you did with me, uh, a, a few months ago, you look back at 1916. Do you remember? And you looked at all the kind That's of numbers. Right, the price of a coat and, and yeah. the teacher's salary. One would have to presume that poverty, at risk of poverty and deprivation in 1916, Ireland, was much higher, one you would, would have presume. To, you would have to presume. I mean, even back in the 60s, you know, when I was grown up or the 50s when you were grown up, you would have to assume it's much higher. But again, I, you know, to, to keep going back to the point, it was relative. So what was normal back then? You know, very few houses had central heating. You know, our houses weren't warm. Do you know what I mean? We all congregated in the one room to watch television because it was the only room that was heated. I mean, that was the way it was back then. Um, so it is relative to yeah. what is normal today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's an assumption now like that when you go home, you can take your coat off, you know, and kind of sit in the television, you know, with just your shirt on. Oh, tell me about it. My kids go around the house in their T-shirts. Yeah. And, and, and whereas, they expect to be able to. Yeah, whereas, uh, you know, as you say, in the 50s or 60s, you kind of kept your coat on. That's right. That's right. So I have other figures here on then equality. Um, right. So that's who's got the money in Ireland. <laughs> oh, great. I'm interested in this one. Yeah. Who's got the money? So Are you naming them? 
I am, Joe. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no. So basically, we look at the distribution of income and uh, we look at it by quintiles, which would be a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth. Right. So the top 20% of people in Ireland have how much of the income, George? 80. No, 39%. Ireland is not that in- oh, really? unequal. Because uh, in America country. now, it might be different. I don't know what the measure yeah, but is okay, for Ireland. I have on. some comparable EU I'll, figures. I'll give them to you now. Um, and the bottom 20% of only 8% of the right. income. So but that, that's we're not that unequal then. No. Whereas I thought we were. So our, there's a measurement called the Gini coefficient. Which sounds, the Gini? Yeah, G-I-N-A. Okay. Obviously, I think it's after the Italian guy who came up with it. And it basically, it sums up all the income. And I think, let me get this right now, a measure of zero would be perfect equality and a measure of one would be inequality. Every all the, One person would have all the money. And Ireland is uh, 30%, so uh, uh, 0.3. Um, and we're heading, we've fallen, so we're heading towards zero. So our inequality has improved over the past Are you year. Sure? Now that's, like, it's really interesting how anecdote and facts are quite different. I mean, if you didn't have the facts, the assumption would be it's a very unequal country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wouldn't it though? I know, you know, I mean, I know you're not a politician, I, but, but I mean, like, there, there would be a few of many politicians in Dolan today who would say we're in an extraordinarily unequal country and it's time for the revolution. Would there? <laughs> I, I guess, you know, there's 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 the point not one of one percent, you know, that we would all know about high profile people, you know, who yeah. might own media organizations and various things like that. And and if you remove them from it, then you have, you know, everybody else. So you have the rich and the middle classes and the poor. So, you know, this these, these statistics are produced from a household survey. Yeah. We knock on doors. No, and, I know, you know that. So we're not getting the 1% into our survey, but no country is. So when we compare ourselves to the rest of Europe... Like who? Like who's who's very unequal well, in probably Europe? Some, oh, sorry. On, in Europe. Let me have You're a look at this now. You're going to compare us with Spain. Europe. Spain. Spain are, are, are a higher Gini coefficient than we do, as do Greece and the United Kingdom and Germany, your beloved Germany. And the the country with the lowest Gini coefficient is Norway at uh, 23. Ah, yeah, but these Scandinavians are all into this kind of socialist stuff like equality and all that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So but you it, amaze me with Spain. And, and I mean, like, the Spanish Civil War is 80 years old now. You know, when there was massive inequality, it's really interesting that as Europe has moved, the Spaniards have remained unequal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose these are averages and I don't know what ah, their yeah, social course. transfers are like. Like, you know, What's social, a social transfer? your pension and, and oh, your yeah. unemployment benefit oh, and your yeah. disability benefit and your okay. lone parent benefit. So I think in Ireland, we do acknowledge they, they're, they're not bad, you know. And yeah, but we used to have social transfer when we were kids. It was called money from America <laughs> and everybody had cousins in America and they'd, they'd, Send over now. All this information and is did, available. Did you get the box of secondhand clothes as well? Yes, <laughs> yeah, so daddy. No, I got a gun. I got a six shooter, but a toy six shooter from America. Now.